Blue Lion Insurance. This is Caitlin. I speak to Josh, please. Um, let me see if he is available. Mask is calling. Uh, yeah, it's Joey Gingola. Joey, could you spell your last name for me? Uh, yeah, G-I-A-N-G-O-L-A. Thank you. And can I tell him what it's in regards to? Uh, just a fellow insurance friend just reaching out to uh, touch base with him. Sure. Let me go ahead and see if he's available. Let me place you on a brief hold, please. Great. Thank you. Sure. This is Josh. Josh, this is Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey. How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm great. It's been long overdue. I feel like this 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 conversation, this phone call, should have happened a long time ago, and I really just it's I have no <laughs> excuse for it. Really, is what's happening right now. Hey. So. Well, thanks for reaching out, man. What um what prompted the call? It's been on the list for a while, you know. Just people I need to talk to and say hello, learn more, what's going on. I you know I can't stop seeing you on Facebook, so uh, that helps too. So well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um. How's everything going with you? Uh, you know, not bad. Crazy, a little bit, uh, but uh, most mostly mostly good. You know, trying to live the dream. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. What about you out there, out in out in the West? Uh, things are good, man. Yeah, you know, there's always the the um, ongoing struggles of running an agency. All the stuff, kind of everyone runs into, but um, everything's good we're growing that side of the business is great um we have two locations so we have one in arizona and we also have one in washington um and so there's there's challenges running or i guess having both offices on the same page especially when so i have a business partner brian he runs that one up in washington and so um like each office is a little bit different and trying to have everyone on the same page to follow the same process and stuff is challenging, but it's something we're growing towards resolving. But so that's good. Well, I mean, yeah. And you've got, you know, a multiple state gap there in terms of you got a time zone to deal with a whole sorts of things yep. to, you know, stand in the way of, of, you know, keeping things on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like it would be easier then it seems that it is for us, but, <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's, um, we're closing that gap. So it's great. Yeah. So, so how, I guess I got to know you're in, you're in Arizona, right? And the other yeah. office was in Washington. Was this something that was just kind of a natural thing that, that did you, cause I think you're from that area. Aren't you from up in the Washington area? Did you just decide to relocate, yeah. and bring an office with you. Is that sort of how it went or? Yep. So, um, about 10 years ago, I left Allstate and my business partner, Brian, left Farmers and we started Blue Lion together ah. over there. Okay. And then about six years ago, um, I moved my family out to Arizona. And so um, when I moved out here, we didn't um, make a big deal. It was I, basically I was just moving out here and I was going to continue um, as if I was in that office and just basically be working remote. Um, and so anyway, over the, over the years, we've just established a brick and mortar office here and have more staff. And, you know, now we just basically have two locations. We still operate though, as, as one, we have one main number and, um, 
you know, anybody who answers can help anybody and they don't necessarily know what location the person they're talking to is in. So, um, right. yeah. What's the but stats yeah, it was, it was totally natural. What's the stat? Like how many people do you have in each location? So we have, um, there's three in Arizona and there's five in Washington. Okay. We think, uh, there's four, there's four in Washington, soon to be five. It's easy to forget a human being, you know, just you never know who's. who's, who's <laughs> it's you know. hard, man, trying to stay up on it. But I know we're always wanting to add more, and so, yeah. like, when we do, I'm like, wait a minute, are we, yeah. Yeah, but, I was curious. So, um, so did, yeah. Did, did you have any, conver- I mean, because, you know, like you said, it's just, you know, Arizona and Washington, you know, if you're somebody coming to it, it's like, well, that's, those are two very random places. Um, yeah. Was, it, was there a discussion of, you know, presenting both locations? Was there like, you know, it, what did you go through like that process to like saying, yeah, we might as well let people know that we are in these two locations versus uh, saying being location agnostic is a bit of a stretch, but you know what I mean? Like, did you, did that ever kind of go through yeah. that process? We made the decision to really, I guess, be more vocal or transparent about it when um, we started um basically trying to get more reviews online. Mm. Once we had started to do that, we had to basically have two locations. We had to, you know, advertise or put out there that we have two locations. So once we had that happen, then it was like, okay, let's just run with it. And so I I think it is good, but. Well, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm curious. What was, what were you running into? Like you were asking for reviews, but there was no because they might have said, "Oh, I was in the you know Arizona office, or I was in the Washington office," and and that was kind of yeah, wasn't or being like reflective somebody, online or something, right? Like there was a disconnect, right? Yeah, somebody in Washington, yeah, gonna go to leave us a review, and they're like, "Wait a minute, this is yeah, Arizona. This can't be right." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, you know, we have an office out there too." Um. So, but also the like the. I think the way that the algorithms are, you know, if somebody in Arizona is searching for Arizona insurance, yeah. if we're just using the Washington location online, then they're not going to find us. And so we also, you know, really wanted to grow strategically in Arizona to diversify a little bit. Um, so Washington's a little bit of a nutty state and you never know what's going to happen there for insurance. Same thing out here, you know, you just never know. So being, heavily in two different states is better than just being all in one. We have, we write in other states too, but these are definitely our primary ones. What, uh, I just, I, because you said, it, I got to know what's, what's so crazy about Washington. Oh, they just like the, it's really hard for the, I guess they're very consumer, um, focused, which is great. Like I don't have any issues with that, but it makes it really hard for carriers to, um, have rate adjustments and, mm. you know, change their filings and whatnot. And so we've had carriers in Washington that basically more than one carrier, I think we've had three that at different points just been like, yep, yeah, we're not writing this product anymore here. And the only reason is because the state won't let them increase their rate and they can't be profitable writing it. So they just stop writing it. Um, and so like, aside from the actual, Department of Insurance there, the state is a great risk. I mean, you know, there's no cat claims, that kind of stuff. Same with Arizona. It's very, very rare. Um, but so, yeah, you just never, you just never know. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, 
Are you focusing on different types of businesses in different in any in each state? Is there something that you guys like feel like there's a better opportunity in Arizona versus Washington and vice versa? Um, not really. There, most of our commercial insurance is done in in Washington, which is interesting. I'm, it it only is that way because that's just the way it is. We didn't strategically do that. It would probably be better for us if we grew um, on the commercial side in Arizona more, just because in Washington, work comp is monopolized by the state, and so there is no work comp. And yeah, uh, insurance yeah, you can yeah. offer it's just yeah, done through the yeah. state so out here in arizona you know we're missing we would be also be picking that up but all of our commercial people are in washington and so one of the things we're trying to do this year um, or soon is to have a commercial person physically located in this office that can um, just try to produce more commercial hmm. Is there any particular type of commercial you guys like or run into a lot in Washington or? Yeah. In Washington, we do a lot of, um, like tech, you know, that's one thing we do quite a bit of. Um, Dude, Josh, and then we do a lot in of Arizona, man, like ASU university, isn't that like, or ASU? Like, come on, <laughs> it man. is. Like that's like the, like one of I the know. biggest hubs like in the country. I know we just don't, we don't go after it here. You know, like we don't market for commercial. Yeah. Um, so we just, we get a lot of that in Washington. We do a lot of contractors too, but, um, you know, we're kind of in, we're in this really kind of funky spot. It's a good place to be in, but it makes it more difficult where there's like so much business coming in that we can't get out from under it to actually focus on things that we need to focus on, you know, like to actually chart the, the direction of the agency we're just kind of like scrambling to to handle all the stuff that's coming in yeah. um so we're trying to basically hire our way out of that and so we can be more strategic and i don't know if that'll ever happen but you know there's there's um uh, you know like uh, i was kind of alluding to it earlier but it's my business partner up there, he runs the commercial department um, and that office. And I run most of the personal line stuff and this office out here. We're completely different um, people. And it's great for us being business partners that we're totally different, but it's also hard because, you know, things that I see where I'm like, we really should change the direction this is headed. It's hard for him because he's like buried in stuff and, and he's just trying to get out from under it before, we can really, like I said, you know, chart the course. Those are certainly good problems they have, I think, right? They're great. Yeah. They're great. But, you know, we're about $7 million agency just on our, you know, in our agency. And so it's um, at that level, you lose a decent amount. And so to grow, even though we're writing a bunch of new business, we're still growing for sure but it's just not at the rate that I would like to be growing. I'd like to be growing more. Like our goal for this year is 2 million in premium written new business. And we'll come close to hitting that. Um, and then next year we want to do 2.5. But, you know, when you offset stuff that's leaving, it's, it, you know, it doesn't have, it's not as dramatic of an effect. Makes sense. Makes sense. So what, Yeah. so why do you like personal lines? I don't 
well, it's more of a, I don't like like the commercial side. Yeah. So I can relate to that. When we started off, it was just the two of us. And, um, you know, we'd get some commercial risks that came through and, um, he had done just a little bit more commercial at farmers than I had done at Allstate. And so he just kind of would take them. And then that kind of became what he did. And so now that's just his, he just runs out that department. So I'm just kind of out of the loop when it comes to commercial, really just, you know, if we need a new uh, carrier or something, he'll let me know and I'll go grab it. And then that's most of my involvement with the commercial side. Hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, hmm. So with the personal lines, I mean, what do you like, what do you like to focus on? I mean, Phoenix, you know, I'm, I'm going to stereotype here, but you know, older retirement community, I guess, um, like what, 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 what works well there? Um, the, the things that work well here pretty much are the same that work well in, you know, across the country. Um, you know, just kind of like your married multi-car umbrella type household. That's really what we go after. We're not really trying to get into the um, older population. We, we get a decent amount of those requests, but yeah. they're just really difficult to <laughs> to deal with because they have so much time on their hands usually. And you know, yeah, I get you. It's the only thing they care about. And so many of them are on fixed income. So like they kind of have to care about it and it's just, you know, they're very service heavy. They like to come into the office. Um, oftentimes they'll want to try to pay cash. We don't even take, you know, we don't take cash or checks in the office. So, um, you know, they don't, really like that that much so we just really kind of try to stay away from it um just because like for all those reasons but um yeah there's a definitely a ton of growth in arizona especially around where we are um and so we've had i mean we've we've definitely grown in arizona and offset our um our, our balance between washington and arizona like we're definitely growing more in arizona than washington which is great just really quick, I don't know if you've noticed this. When anytime I hear I'm on a fixed income from somebody, I'm like, outside mm-hmm. of anybody that's in a commission based field, like everybody's on a fixed income. I don't want to hear that nonsense. True, true. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever do you ever get angry yeah. with that? It's like, yo, like I understand, like you're not like working anymore, but uh, <laughs> I mean, most people have salaries and they barely go up, you know, outside of once a year. So, right. I don't know. Yeah, I. I feel like there's more leniency for the older generations when they say fixed, in- fixed income. You're usually thinking like they literally are not getting any sort of pay raises. There's no, um, you know, they can't put something on a card and then pay it off later. They literally have to stick within their budget because if they don't, they can't, you know, eat and, you know, pay their bills because they're, you know, probably just on social security and maybe a really small, um, annuity, you know, of some kind. So I think there's just a little bit more leniency for the older generation, but Uh, maybe I guess they've earned it, but really very random question though, Josh, do you believe in retirement? Are you looking forward to retiring? I don't know. Like I'm curious. It's a good question. Um, I don't have a goal for it. You know, I'm not like I'm retiring at 40. 
because I'm 40 in a couple months here. But You're 40 um, in a couple months? Are you kidding? Really? Yeah. Yeah, right? I, mean, I know. I, I mean, you probably get this all the time, but you look barely 30. I don't know if that's an insult. <laughs> I do get that a lot. Um, it's not totally not an insult. Um, but, yeah, I'm coming up on 40 here really soon, and um, I, I don't really have any plan. And I, one of the things that's amazing about insurance is you build a business and, and then, you know, at some point if you want to scale back your involvement, you can, you know, make that happen. And I see that happening, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, but not really anytime soon. But I, I definitely don't have any specific goals for retirement right now as far as age or whatever. Cause yeah. I like, I mean, I like, I like it, I like what I do. And one of the great things about owning an agency is you can kind of carve out your, job in it and um just do the things that excite you and that you're good at so that's kind of what i'm doing nowadays it's great yeah i i, just, I can't ever see a point where I, I would i would classify myself as retired i might not be doing something as vigorously as i maybe once was or right yeah you know, it's like i don't like i would always be doing something i feel and i would be trying to at least make money doing that thing at some point yeah, i don't know um, right. I get fixated on that just because I read a. There was I, actually I don't read it, but there was a book called like Blue Blue Zones or something, where like the Japanese don't have a word for retirement or something because like on average like people die like seven years after they retire or something like they lose purpose or motivation. Uh -oh. I don't know something crazy like that. I'm like, oh okay, I guess I'm gonna. Gotcha. Guess I'm never gonna consider myself retired because I, I want to live a little bit, you know. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, th there's so much purpose found in your work that totally makes sense. Yeah. What, what about you? Let's can we can we talk about the podcast a little bit? Yeah, man. What's going on there? Um, yeah, podcast is going well. Um, it's gosh, we're I've been doing it for six months. So that's kind of wild. Um, time flies when you're but having fun. Say that again. I, I said time flies when you're having fun. Oh man, it 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 is going fast. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's good. I really, you know, I enjoy doing it. It's, it's really a lot more time than I thought it was going to be. Like it takes a lot more time. Yeah. Um, I could do it where it doesn't take a lot of time <laughs> and just record the audio, you know, and post it and be done. But, um, yeah, and I don't know that there's, you know, I don't know that it's much better doing video and editing it at all and whatever, but, um, just kind of the way I decided to go. And so I've just been sticking to it, but you're, it's going well. I mean, wait, you're editing the video. I edit some of the video. Yeah. Okay. Cause you do the Facebook live. Right? I, so, so I was doing it Facebook live. I started off doing it Facebook live. Um, and I did that for four months you know, something like that, maybe yeah. five, five months. And, um, well, I, I guess I made the decision to switch from doing Facebook live because what would happen is I'd have a guest that was supposed to come on and <laughs> like last minute they'd have something come up logistics. And then it was like, okay, what do I do now? You know? Mm -hmm. And then I'm missing an episode. So I was trying to have it at the same time, uh, same day every week. And then, um, you know, it also was, it, it's, I mean, I'm sure you know this, when you, in a day, when you pick something up and then you set it down, 
to go back and pick it up and set it down again. And there's that transition for you, you know, transitioning your brain, getting ready to, mm-hmm. to get back into that thing and whatnot. And so one of the things I've been wanting to do because it has been taking a lot of time away from the other things I'm doing is I've wanted to batch episodes as much as possible, but doing it live every week, there's no way to do that. And so if by going not live, it allows me to do multiple episodes in a day. Um, and then also, yeah. um, I can be more consistent putting them out because, you know, I'm not, if somebody cancels or has to cancel last minute, I can, I already have other episodes that I can, you know, post or I can, you know, reschedule with that person. It won't affect the live. So like one of the things with the live that was happening also is somebody might not have canceled, but they might just have been late showing up. And once you schedule a Facebook live that goes past 10 minutes, then it cancels it out. And then you have to like, go reset it up again. And the software I was using, it was like, it would, you know, anyone who had said, you know, remind me of this, I'm interested in this uh, over the prior couple days, they're no longer getting any sort of notifications. There's no messages, whatnot. Um, Um, What were you using? Be live. Yeah. Yeah, For those reasons, I decided to do it not live. And I, I mean, I'll definitely still do some lives that way, but I think in, yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna say. Yeah, you're, you're, I was considering jumping back into the live game in some way, and, and you're t- you've, you're talking me out of it slowly, Josh. Like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't do that. It's only. I mean, it's it's great to do. It's just yeah, efficiency and you know actually getting it done. It's much better, I think, not doing it live. And I don't know, doing it live is great. Yeah, there's not too many people that are doing that. But I just don't know that it added anything to it. I, we we go we can go a long time in this. You want to do it? You want to do a few minutes? Let's talk about this. All right, fine. Let's do this because I'm sure I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I, so. I mean, it it does create this. You know, the live environment allows people to interact. You know, with you, the guests have kind of yeah. impact on the conversation, change it in a way that it would have otherwise not been changed. You know. Um, mm-hmm. but does that service the recording, you know, when people are listening, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's, it feels like it's a lot of extra work for not a lot of benefit, right? That's what I was seeing. Yeah. yeah. But when you do it live, you can't edit it. Right. And so that saves you time too, because I was, yeah, was going to say that's a trade off. Yeah. But definitely batching. So I've only done it twice now where I've had multiple people record with me on, on a day and it's really nice. I mean, cause See, you like that. I don't know about you, but what's that? I was going to say you like, you like, like, I don't know what, like what number, like how many conversations are you doing a day? So I've done three, I've cool. done three and then I've done two. Um, but I mean, I, what I would love to get to is four in a day. So one day a week or one day a month, I'll record all the videos for that month you know, and then just release them, which if I'm doing it live, you know, what if I go on vacation, <laughs> then I have to either miss an episode or do it from a remote location, but take time away from, you know, my wife and my kids to do this thing. And it's like, that's why I go on vacation. It's not to do that. So, well, yeah, um, yeah. so many, 
Yes. I, I could talk about this literally all day. I, I don't know why. So the one thing that I always hit, like the one thing that I, I actually get like drained out, like after two or three, if I go into a third, I'm like, man, I really need to, you know, if I do like three, like conversation type things in a day, I'm like, oh man, I'm, I'm spent. Like, I just, I can't, my, I find my questions aren't as good. Um, you know, I just, maybe I'm not caring enough or whatever. I don't know. I feel like there's a, there's sort of yeah. a diminishing returns point for me anyway gotcha. when I batch. And then I also, I don't know, like there is something about like letting something sit regardless of if it actually loses anything in the process or not. But like, I feel like there's, there's a, there's sort of an expiration date too on when like to, to kind of capture that, that moment to getting it out. Mm-hmm. I, 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 haven't, I don't know what that is. Um, I think those are the two things that I always kind of, I'm always constantly at odds at myself with is, you know, how long should it sit? Um, and then if it sits like, there's like this middle ground, cause then when it's sat long enough then it's like, oh, this is interesting. Cause there's a lot of time that has passed to reflect back on it to kind of see. But uh, again, these are all just my, you know, rambling, you know, internal dialogue, kind of like arguments. <laughs> do you, um, do you prepare like a list of questions in advance never. or do you just never shoot from the hip? Always the hip. Yeah. Unless, unless somebody right. demands them and they have to like demand pretty loudly and vigorously. But most of the time I try to just let the conversation go wherever it's going to go. Oh, Interesting. I mean, like, I have an idea, you know, an outline of, you know, maybe like a, a starting point, you know, maybe a high middle point and then where I want it to end, you know, sure. like I have that maybe worked out, but I don't have like a list of questions per se, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, I like you said, I, it's, it's, it's how do you, I think, I think the key, right. And where we've kind of all been, you know, you and I've been talking around this is I think creating, um, a point of sustainability, right? Like figuring out what works best for you to keep doing it because that's the biggest challenge, right? If, if it's not set yeah. up to survive long-term, then it's just, you know, that's the biggest objective, I think, to, to, to fit that. Yeah, and I've thought about that too. Like I, I, wouldn't, like, I don't have a end date for it, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I thought about this the other day. I was like, well, how I want, I'd never even thought about it, like about it ever ending. Yeah. So it was a, for me, it felt like a big deal to start it because I'm like thinking and thinking to myself, yeah. a lifetime commitment. Like, you know, like how, <laughs> this is like a ton of hours I'm going to spend doing this. I've, I've had to miss when I was doing them live, I had to miss two because guests, you know, had to, date wrong or you know had a family emergency one of them had a baby oh, so geez. um i was like i couldn't do it and i was like oh jeez not that like i mean uh, my audience is not you know in the tens of thousands but still like you know you want to be consistent you do and uh yeah i think you know i'm i'm, I'm kind of curious you know it has to mean something to like not do the thing. Right. You know, if, if, if it's like, Oh, whatever, we'll just do it next time. Like it has to, you know, cause then it's, then, then the next time it comes the next time, then the next time becomes the next time. And then pretty soon right. like, you're never doing it. Right. Right. Um, and, and I guess that, that's my, my, my question. Like how is, how is the, the marketing going for the agency? Like, what is, what is that looking like? What, what is your kind of routine there? Like what is working from that standpoint? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so specifically with marketing, I really just focus on building relationships with people. Like that's 
that's my main thing. So like, you know, we have a number of mortgage people that send us business. We have, uh, you know, financial planners, um, real estate agents, all this, the general sources that you would think. Yeah. Um, but as far as like I've done in the past, like I've, I've done, I think Sid's, Sydney's in my, in the same group as me with, um, like Bobby stocks group. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I've got all that knowledge. I've gone down that road, um, you know, doing Facebook leads and that kind of stuff. And it's okay. I just, I just don't think though, that there's anything that beats referrals from the mortgage industry from somebody who believes in you, um, and your team. And so that's just really what we, what we try to focus on. Um, outside of that, there's not like I've done other things, but it's just, to me, it's not worth the time. It's worth the time to spend more yeah. building the relationships. You know, and that, I mean, I've heard that over and over again, you know, and that's always the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's asked like, what should I do for personalized? I was like, man, I don't know. Like, I've, I've talked to a bunch of people and it all comes back to like the best, the number one thing they do is, you know, like quality relationships with, you know, mortgage brokers and referral partners. It is so not easy to do though. Like the, the ones who refer us the most business, you know, consistently are people are the people who we know that have basically asked us about it, not us pursuing them. Interesting. Very rarely is it us pursuing them and them being like, Oh yeah, you know, we'll give you guys a shot. How, how, do, you, how do you make that happen? <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, myself, and my business partner must just be fairly likable people. Um, but when we're, yeah, it does help. but you know, like, um, I'll meet somebody at church and they'll like one of, one of the people who sends this business is a guy I met at church, um, probably like six years ago, right after we moved here, he had just moved here recently too. And, um, was doing loans. Then he was new to the area, didn't have somebody that he was sending his stuff to. And so I didn't even ask him about it. Um, I'm really bad that way. But, um, anyway, you know, over time we just kind of, uh, kept, kept running into each other and, um, eventually like, you know, can I, is it okay if I start sending you some of my clients that need help with their home insurance? It's like, yeah, dude, send them over, you know? Um, so now he like sends us all of them. And then when we first moved here, I had a, um, an executive suite, um, cause I didn't have an office space, but I need to get out of the house. And so, um, one of the guys who was also in one of those suites, I got to know him. He happened to be a mortgage person too. And so he, same thing, like he, asked me, he's like, can you help me with this client? Um, I need to, um, you know, they're, they're having issues with this pricing on their home, the debt to income ratio issues. And so, um, helped him out. And then from there, he just basically started sending people. Now he sends us, you know, every single person that comes across desk and does a lot of business. Um, so there's like just those situations happen over and over again. Um, and I think we do a great enough job and are personable enough, stay in contact enough that when somebody does kind of give us a shot and we'll, it, it'll be something that continues. 
Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more powerful than having it be their idea, right? For sure, for sure. But that's a failure on my part. You know, I mean, I to not ask, it's just I'm a I'm a very much I'm like a people pleaser. I'm a very I don't want to offend people. I don't want to rub somebody the wrong way or turn them off or you know yeah. whatever. I'd rather not ask and have somebody feel uncomfortable. And that's like something I just struggle with, you know, I, I mean, always it's, have it's patience though. Right. You know, I guess I'd be, I'd be curious to know if you, if you, if I just, you know, reflecting back, you know, just over, you know, really quickly, if was there maybe a, you know, it, it took this person this amount of time to start sending business or come to that realization. That it took this person X amount of time. Like we get impatient with it and we just think, you know, Hey, it, I've known this guy for three weeks. It's about time we start, you know, paying this thing off. And it's going. <laughs> I mean, make it worth my time. I, I don't, you know. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I'm definitely um, intentional about relationships I have with people who would be good referral sources for me. Um, like I have a couple of people that I know that I go out to lunch with and they like separately and they are loan officers or real estate agents or whatever, and they don't currently send us business. But I just am still, you know, we're friends and I still build that friendship and, but I don't in the past I've, you know, hinted at them potentially sending us business or seeing how we could help them. And they have a guy. Right. And that's fine. Um, I don't ever expect somebody just to do me a solid because we're friends, you know? Um, but when, when the time comes, I'm in front of these people enough that they will give us a shot and it will go well and it'll be a lifelong referral source. Yeah, I think I, you might not be giving yourself enough credit, Josh. I don't know. I think there's some method to the madness there. Maybe, but, you know, I just, it's it's hard when w nobody ever would preach to do, to go that route. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone would be like, Everybody is not always you got to right, go. Into Everybody is not always That's right. true. That's true. And, there, you know, there's a, is it, I don't know what the saying is, but, you know, basically people respond differently to different tactics. You know, every person is unique and responds differently. And so, um, but you only hear, or at least I've only heard people basically preach like you have to ask, you have to um, go into the meeting with, you know, an expectation that they're going to, you know, send you a, a lead or connect you or become part of their process, you know, like all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, I mean, if you're just like super likable, they know, you know what you're doing. You've been in the industry for a while. You build that relationship. Time's going to come. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's having the, the confidence to know you could always ask no matter like any point in time, because you are good, you've been doing mm -hmm. it. But then it's like, then at the same time, like having the mindset of, well, I'm never going to ask because I am that good. Like I know that it's just over time. It will, it will become, you know, obnoxiously obvious that, you know, I, I'm, I'm a good person to deal with. And it's, it's that, you know, it's that, yeah. it's that both ends of the extreme, you know, I don't know, just knowing that, yeah, you should, you could, and always would ask. I don't know. I, I'm conflicted in that way, but I agree. I agree. I think, I, I think you got to go with whatever you feel more comfortable with and it seems like it's working. So, um, you know, why screw with it? Yeah, it's worked pretty well so far, but I mean, if I'm sure we would probably get more leads in the door if I was more direct. And so, 
something definitely I've thought about, you know, but, what's, uh, what, what's, what's, what, what, what are the ideas that are percolating? Um, on that front? Yeah. Just, yeah. Like as far as like ways that you might slowly ask more or something. Yeah. I mean, just, I, I think just, Oh, it's really a good question. I, <laughs> I was going to try to answer it. I'm like, I don't really have a good answer. Cause um, I mean, I've just thought about it in the past, you know, like um, specifically going, uh, you know how a lot of insurance agents will just go drop off stuff at mortgage places, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, I'm, I'm not advocating that, but I'm saying that sort of thing, like just, cold popping by Box of or donuts, calling a reach- sanitizer, you know, I mean, something, just, just something, you know, reaching useful. out. Yeah. I've just considered all that stuff. I don't know. I'd rather build a relationship, I think, and, I, um, let it happen more organically and naturally. Um, <laughs> and what about just, just blue ocean then? Like what, what is something industry related marketing, just process technology. I mean, like what's, what is next for you guys or what are you most excited about just in general, um, you know, for, for the opportunity to kind of do things better differently or whatever. Um, well we have, um, you know, there's our agency, um, that we've basically been talking about. Then we also have, uh, another branch, which are, is our, I don't know, I guess master agency slash aggregator. Mm. That is the whole purpose of the podcast. That's why I started doing it um, is to basically build some authority, get some awareness out there, um, be kind of top of mind for people. If somebody talks to them about it, um, you know, about getting into the industry and whatnot. So we have this whole other branch and, I don't talk about it too much um, on the show, like almost, almost never, but I will touch on it every now and again. And I'll say, Hey, you know, check out what we're doing at, you know, this website. And um, because I think it's like a really, 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 really great um, opportunity. So when we started out, um, we started through this aggregator and it was a total nightmare. It was a really small one. You've never heard of them. Um, and they're basically out of business now. Um, but we were coming from the captive world and we didn't know anything about the independent side. Like we literally didn't know anything. And so going through an aggregator, when we, when I found this company, I thought they were geniuses. Yeah. Little did I know that there were a lot of people that do it, <laughs> but they were local. And I was like, man, these guys are so smart. Like, you know, this is perfect. This is exactly what we need. And, uh, it ended up being like a really, I don't know if it was a bad decision, but it definitely ended up being like a massive, uh, headache. And we're obviously no longer with them, but, um, huh. you know, that was a big pain in itself. Yeah. Um, getting out of that, um, distancing ourselves. And that was actually one of the things that pushed me to move to Arizona was that aggregator. Really? Um, that's a long story, but there, there were a lot of reasons. That was definitely one of the contributing factors though. Um, and so anyway, since we've been out of that, we've always, um, talked about, man, if we, 
you know, sometime down the road, we should do this because I think there is a need. And I feel like people who coming into this, into the industry um, get wrapped into these contracts that they don't really know that they're bad or, you know, bad, but not the best term, but unfavorable, um, un- unfavorable to the agent. Yeah. Um, and I, I hate it. Like, I really want to see this industry grow and, and continue to, to get better and better. And I want more opportunity for agents coming in. I want it to be more attractive. And so um, we started um, basically an aggregator in January and in you know, with podcasts and the podcast, like I said, it was, it was meant to basically get, get the word out to some degree on that. It's, it's, I think the best contract that's available um, it's financially, I think the best option for somebody wanting to come into the industry or if they need to get out of a current situation, but don't have somewhere to land. It's what we put together is what we would have wanted when we were starting out. And so I'm, that's what I'm really most excited about. Yeah. Um, all right. So then I got to ask this then, if you could tell somebody, mm-hmm. In, in, in the captive world that is looking to come out, even just anybody getting started, like what's the one thing if you were doing it again, you wish you at least knew outside, maybe it's the aggregator thing, maybe that's the answer, but is there just one very specific tiny clue or hint that, you know, you really should have paid more attention to or, or would caution or advise, like this is the one thing you want to focus on sooner than later? Yeah, I would, I mean, the one thing I would say is compare a couple contracts and see the differences between them um, and actually like look into them. We, when we started into it, it was, we, we heard about some other stuff like other contracts and whatnot, but what, where we heard it from was the company that we ended up going with. (laughs) We didn't actually, you know, see it. We didn't compare it. And um, anyway, it just ended up, ended up shooting ourselves in the, in the foot. And so, um, I would say just do your homework, know what you're getting into and don't make any decisions because you feel like a time pressure or any sort of like, you know, I guess don't, don't make any rash decisions. I would sit on the decision for a month, two months before actually jumping into it. If you're going through an aggregator, if you're just going in straight independent, like without going through an aggregator, then, do it. Just go for it. <laughs> but make sure you know what you're doing. 